0: Welcome to the Ridge University Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and discover tools for living. Now here's your host, Ridge Director of Discipleship, Will Heron.
1: Welcome everyone. So good to have you with us. My name is Will Heron. I'm your host for this series and I have with me Travis Shelton. Travis, welcome back. Good to see you, Will. Travis, in our last episode, we talked a little bit about saving. Um, now we're moving on to spending. And I once heard you say this, I'm going to quote you, said said, uh, we tend to, in society, applaud saving, but demonize spending. So should we start there? What, yes. what, what do you mean by that? Can we unpack that?
0: Absolutely. I think it, it's become a cultural thing here in the Western world where we applaud saving, and giving is godly and then spending is viewed as irresponsible and that's just a general sentiment now obviously there are people that have spending problems that's real mm-hmm. that's real however culturally we we lift up our saving and then we demonize spending and, and for example i'll have i'll have parents um youth group kid parents they'll come to me and they'll say travis my kids are really good with money. They're so responsible. They save everything they make. They don't spend anything. They are so good with money. And inside, what I'm thinking is that's just as toxic mm. as the kid that can't save that squanders everything that he is blessed with. And I think we what we've done is over decades now, we have told an entire generation that saving is good and spending is bad. And we've created... a a segment of our population that have turned into hoarders. Right. And it's, I see it every day. I have clients that hire me all the time that recognize they are going down the hoarding path and and they, they can't even, you know, I have clients that make really good money that can't buy a pair of jeans Mm. because it's been beaten into them uh, figuratively over the years that spending is bad and that they should be saving. And I think this is a real problem. And The most controversial and most engaging talk I've ever given was at the Ridge. I think it was 2019. It was before COVID. And I gave a talk about why I believe God wants us to enjoy a portion of what he's blessed us with. Again, we go back to episode one. This is all gods. It's all gods. And I love this scripture from Ecclesiastes. It's 519. Moreover, when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil. This is a gift from God. There's so many pieces in that, that last part. It's a gift from God because it's all his. Mm. And you have a piece about contentment in there, to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, which, again, lifting up work is a good thing, but that part about and the ability to enjoy them. God wants us to enjoy. God didn't put us here to be little saving robots and to hoard and to not enjoy the life he's given us. He says, no, I'm blessing you and I I want you to give some of my money and I want you to save responsibly and I want you to enjoy a portion of what I've blessed you with. And I think we often, especially as Christians, we often miss that part.
1: Can we unpack just the uh, just thinking about hoarding? Uh, maybe some of our listeners, maybe that kind of strikes a chord with them. They feel, oh, Travis, you've, you've nailed me there. Uh, what do you feel like is behind that hoarding? Yes, some of it's education in terms of what people have heard and what people have been taught. But is there something more behind hoarding financially and feeling reluctant to spend?
0: Fear. It's fear. Mm. It is. Being scared, whether that's consciously or subconsciously, being scared of not having enough. I've walked alongside of families that it's a crippling fear. And, it, and everything around money goes back to what we experienced growing up. Mm. What we experienced growing up impacts us profoundly. And a lot of that's negative. And what I've now watched happen with the younger generation. And there's different versions of this story. But what I'm seeing in young adults now is they witnessed their parents living a perfectly normal life. And then in 2008, everything got turned on its head. And so these kids watched mom and dad go from life is great to, oh my gosh, what are we going to do overnight? hmm that has profoundly impacted this generation, and that's why I'm seeing more hoarding than ever, I believe, mm. because there's this, this fear that everything can be perfect in my life, or really good, not perfect, but everything can be really good in my life, and it can end tomorrow. And now I'm watching that play out financially for people, and it looks like hoarding. And so really, it's just a, it's another way of saying, God, I don't trust you. So I'm going to create my own security over here just in case you don't take care of me. Mm. And then I'll I'll take care of myself. And that's not what people mean. That's not what they're trying to do. But at the heart of it, I think that's what it is. It's fear in wanting to structure yourself to protect yourself from what the outcome of that fear could be.
1: I think that is... It's definitely one of the uh things just thinking again about that the foundation parable of Jesus that we mentioned in the last episode of building our lives on a foundation and asking you know jesus asking is really what what are you building your life upon and for some people, it is that that there's that fear and so they're they're really clinging to whatever they have in the bank account essentially and and the knock on effect of that is a fear of spending or any sort of, you know, or enjoyment even, you know, because it is motivated by fear. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think, so it's healthy for us to kind of, uh, look at ourselves and and see where we feel like we're at. You know,
0: one example that's just top of mind, I have a young client, young man, he has, he's, he's newer into his career and he, he has a, he has a, a good job and he, he just recognized early on that he has hoarding tendencies He really struggles spending and he brought up in a recent meeting that he wanted to buy ski equipment because, again, what's the reason? What's the value? The value isn't because he wants a bunch of equipment. The value is he gets to create memories with his friends and and have experiences and and spend time with people that he loves. And he, he was really struggling with the idea of just buying ski equipment. He couldn't do it. And I, one of his homework assignments after we met was you have to buy this Mm. because I can tell how deeply you want to, and you need to practice the art of being able to enjoy and then not feeling guilt. Fast forward a few months, we had another meeting and he said, Travis, I did it. And he goes, it was scary. It was hard to do. But once I did it, I'm so glad I did. We already have a few trips planned and i don't have any guilt he goes i would always have guilt before and that's the that's the, that's the toxin the guilt
1: mm-hmm.
0: and he said travis i don't have that guilt this time it's the first time i don't have it that's a real breakthrough for him it's just some ski equipment but for it's but it's much deeper for him because again money's never about money and i think a lot of people a lot of people have their own version of that
1: Yes, can we can we swing the pendulum the other way, uh, recognizing that for some people listening, that that's not where they're at. That in fact, it's spending like too much and, mm-hmm. and not being able to save. And uh, so, do you have any sort of questions? I guess or guidelines in terms of when we have an opportunity to spend, what kind of questions should be we, we be asking of ourselves? You think?
0: I think it's important. To recognize the difference between needs and wants. And that's not me saying we shouldn't have wants. Because what we do, we like to play this game with ourselves. And again, this is a cultural pressure that has been put on us. We like to say, is it a need? If it's a need, you should buy it. If it's a want, you shouldn't buy it. Which is not biblically true, God says. And the ability to enjoy them, the blessings. Enjoyment assumes it's a want. And so we need to recognize, is it a need or is it a want? But we need to be very clear with ourselves and honest with ourselves, is it a need or a want? Because depending on that answer, it might change how we go about it and the priority we put it in our lives. So we need to be honest with ourselves. Is it a need? Is it a want? Or is it a blurry mix of the two, which happens often? That happens often. So we just need to be honest with that. We need to to ask ourselves, does this align with my values? And often what's happening is we're on, we're on social media and we see what somebody else is doing. And so we want to do it not because it's important to us, but because it gives them a status or uh, people think certain things of them because they have this vehicle or they went to this place. So we need to really ask ourselves, does this thing align with our values? And, we can spend money on anything we want, but we can't spend money on all of it. We have, there is only so much. Again, everything we have is God's. We have to spend, save, give. And there's only so much that we're blessed with this month. And so we ought to know what, what's most valuable to us and spend it on that. Know what's not valuable and not spend yeah. it.
1: I, I think I always ask the question of myself, what am I looking for in this particular thing that I'm looking to purchase. And because sometimes I think maybe in like stressful seasons in your life, maybe sometimes you just look to buy things as a kind of, uh, I don't know, sedative for the stress or, you know, that kind of thing. So there's these kind of impulse buying. And I always think we have to be mindful of that. Like what is motivating me to, to buy this? And why am I going to this first that I think this thing is going to somehow meet that need in me or, and often I find myself then just turning to the Lord and say, Lord, I'm just, I'm just coming to you first. You know, I'm not going to look to this particular thing to bring me peace or or comfort or, you know, um, whatever it might be. But sometimes it's just coming to the Lord first and just saying, Lord, I'm looking to you first. And you know what? You might bring peace, comfort, joy, through one of these things, you know, and that's fine. But sometimes for me, I just need to, I just need to make that check in my heart and, and just come before God and just say, Lord, I'm not looking to these things for the ultimate. I'm not going to make these good things into ultimate things. Yeah. I'm looking to you first. And, and I find that to be helpful. And it also helps me see possessions and potential things that I could buy. I think in a healthy way, where I'm not looking at them for what they, they can't give me, yeah. you know? Um,
0: I think you hit one of the things that I was going to say, which is you have to ask yourself, why are you really going to spend this money on this thing? Hmm. Because like you just pointed out with your own example, that sometimes the reasons aren't as pure and simple as we would like them to be. Yeah. And I remember I had a, a youth group kid a few years ago, tell me that she wanted to buy this really expensive pair of boots. And I said, okay. And I asked her why. And she said, because I want to buy them. I said, but why do you want to buy them? That's the answer you need to get first. And and I was waiting to see if she says, because she just really likes them and and, and thinks that, you know, it would be it would, val- it would add value because she just really enjoys the wear of these boots. The real answer when she was honest with herself and honest with me was all her friends wear this type of boot, mm. and she wanted to buy acceptance and inclusion. And when she recognized that about herself, she ultimately chose not to buy them, because she realized she didn't really like the boots that much, at least not enough to spend the money, but what she was seeking was something that, that was different than maybe, maybe she originally thought. And I think we need to ask ourselves, and that's a, that's a high school version. It's a pair of boots, Mm. but us adults, we have our own version and they are much higher ticket items.
1: Yeah. I, I think that's, I mean, that's a great takeaway. I think of this episode and just thinking about spending of asking that question, um, why are we spending this? Or to go back earlier, what we were talking about hoarding. Why am I not spending this? Why am I not buying this? And what is the reason behind uh, my, my reluctance in that sense?
0: I, I totally agree. I think there's a few more things that I think we need to do practically that can help us go down this road. I think after we ask ourselves why, we have to ask ourselves, will it add value to my life? Now, there are purchases that we make that add value, but they don't add as much value as what we're about to spend. And that's a personal thing. That's a very personal thing where there's a price of something and then there's a value that it brings to our life. Now, the price may be the same for everybody, but the value is different. So, Will, there might be this guitar that you want to buy. You and I could pay the same price, but the value is different. You can make magic on this guitar. For me, it's just a piece of wood. <laughs> and that's, that's a, that's a, that's a ridiculous example, but it's true. There's value in it for you, but there's not for me. So for you, it might be the world's biggest bargain.
1: Mm-hmm. For
0: me, it might be the world's biggest ripoff.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's in the eye of the person who's potentially purchasing it. So I think that's important that we ask ourselves, is it bringing more value than it's costing us? And like that young lady those boots, when she really thought about it, aren't adding as much value to her life as maybe she was hoping for, and she ultimately chose not to. I think we need to make sure when we spend, this this is for the spenders out there. Yes, we, sh- we, we should spend, but we can't go crazy. We don't want to be irresponsible, negligent. After all, it's God's money. So how do we do that? Well, it's got to be in the plan. Budgeting. It all comes back to the earlier episodes. We need to put it in our plan. So my, my young friend, he was going to buy ski equipment. Great. He put it in his budget. It's there. Once it's in there, you have to buy it because you promised yourself you would.
1: Mm.
0: But he, So you have to buy it because you said it was in your budget, but you also can't abuse it and, and go way deeper in, into it because that's also not part of the plan. So we need to have a regulator on ourselves because we often emotionally don't make great decisions. So we need to add a layer of practicality to our lives to protect ourselves from ourselves. Yeah. And then I think the last point is let's not use debt. We want ski equipment. Great. Let's not use debt to get it. We want a pair of boots. Great. Let's not use debt guitar. Let's not use debt. Let's not use debt to get the things we want because we want the thing, the things that we want to buy. We don't want them to haunt us. I don't want that guitar will to limit your ability to follow your calling, to be able to be generous, to be able to serve your family well. I want it to be a blessing for you. And when we use debt, it blurs those lines.
1: I love that. Just some great part, practical advice just to bring us into land. Well, thank you, Travis, again for your time. And thank you for listening uh, to this Ridge University podcast episode. We'll hope you'll join us next time as we start to think about generosity and what that looks like in our lives.
0: Thanks so much for joining us today. If you are interested in finding ways to live out your faith, why not head to our church website, richlife.org? There, you'll find opportunities to serve in the church and in our local community. You'll also discover ways to get involved in community groups, one of the best ways to find support and encouragement as you seek to live out what you're learning from the Bible. Head to richlife.org for more details.